Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast where you turn your annual income into your monthly income. Super excited because I'm hanging out with Andrea Jensen today, and we're going to talk about why you need a CFO to turn your annual income into your monthly income right now, yet this year. So super excited about that. Andrea, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. Andrea and I hang out in a coaching group together, and it's been amazing to see the trajectory of your seven-figure business and what you've created and where you're going with your business. And I just want to say congratulations on all of your success during this time of COVID. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> it's amazing because <laughs> I think there's this belief out there that you know businesses haven't done well during the time of COVID, and yet you and I both know that our businesses are, we're going to have our best years ever. We have clients who are having their best year ever. And so we're going to be talking about that today. So for our listeners all over the world, we love you. I invite you to get your journal out, get a pen or a pencil out, take some notes because there's going to be some jewels that you're walking away with today. Before we get there though, if you haven't yet, of course, um, I invite you to go to UrsulaInc.co. On my homepage, you will find Quantum Revenue Expansion, the masterclass. And I'd love for you to take, take yourself through that course. It's our gift to you if you haven't yet, because we do three things. Number one, we talk about how to expand your quantum revenue container. If you want to two extra sales or 10 extra sales, how to set that up. Then we get into the psychology around your pricing, your packages, how to create prices, packages that are in alignment with you that you feel confident about selling. And then on the third day of the course, or I mean, like you can binge watch it. So like, you know, three hours later, we talk about how to collapse time and get there even faster. So if you haven't yet, just go to UrsulaInc.co. Um, just, yeah, just the homepage, just right there. I made it really easy and feel free to show that, share it with your um, CEO friends as well. What else? My team has a few things that they always want to make sure for those of you who are like, Hey, I've heard about the two X intensive, totally want to come and hang out. I hear what's happening for clients who attend. You can go to UrsulaInc.co forward slash apply, put your info in there, send us your details, and my team will set up a call with someone on someone on our team so you can talk about you know, your business, what your struggles are, and how the 2X intensive might help you as well. All right, all the things. I checked all the boxes, Andrea. So let me tell you about Andrea, everybody. Andrea Jensen, I'm saying that, right? Like there's not many ways to mess that up, right? Andrea Jensen is the founder <laughs> of the Cashflow CFO the entrepreneur's finance solution to confidently run their business based on facts, not emotions, especially during very interesting times like we're in. She's the creator of the cash flow cure method, a five-step holistic approach to securing your business finances. Andrea has had an affinity for numbers from an early age. I can totally picture this for some reason. And prior to opening her firm, she ran the accounting departments for some of the largest companies in the world. Today, Andrea's goal is simple, to empower business owners to confidently own their finances and their future. Her modern boutique approach provides well-thought-out practical solutions designed to help entrepreneurs run 
and scale their business faster and easier. On a side note, in her spare time, there is no spare time. Let's, I mean, no, I, that's not true because I feel like you're building your business in a way where you have more and more time with your family and to do the things you enjoy. Andrea is a wife, mother, soccer player, and passionate volunteer who spends her free time helping kids with cancer thrive. I love that. I know you have a story too in your own life and shelter dogs find their forever homes. So many things we're going to talk about today. And, you know, right before we, we totally jump in, I remember when I had a moment. So I went from being president of somebody else's $20 million business. And I left that world and started my own company. And my first question is where is my PL and where is my CFL? And like what I had to go through to like rebuild all of that is, is, is crazy. So anyway, uh, I love it, Andrea. I just want to welcome you to the, to the show. And I want to hear your story. You know, what's your story that has brought you to this place so passionately? Because I feel like you're so passionate about helping entrepreneurs become profitable and grow seven multi-seven figure businesses. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, um, Gosh, working in corporate, you know, we have that that same, um, you know, entry point into entrepreneurship is that we came from corporate and we saw, um, you know, how big businesses were run. And it was great being a part of that. I really enjoyed it. And I learned so, so, so much. I started off working for a venture capital company, and that's really where I got bit by the the entrepreneurial bug, if you will, because I saw all these deals going on, all these people coming and going and and different um, investments that the firm was making. And I was a part of all of that. And it was really, really cool to see. And so I got a glimpse into, you know, what the other side of non-corporate looks like and was really just just intrigued and just thought this is the coolest thing ever. And then I continued on, you know, thinking that, yeah, corporate was the way that I needed to go, you know, in my journey. And so, uh, you know, working for different industries and and getting different uh, viewpoints, I, I came to the realization that, gosh, there's more out there than just working for a few big companies and helping them make a lot of money. Um, you know, my passion, I come from an entrepreneurial family. And so, you know, I saw that the, the big difference between how small businesses were run and these big corporations that were being really successful. And I thought, gosh, what are they, you know, how do I take and transfer my skills to help the small businesses who really, you know, that's where my passion lies because they are helping people, they're solving problems, you know, and they're coming up with new solutions. And, and it's just so cool to be a part of that energy and, and that, um, and that uh, way of serving, you know, clients and, and the communities. And so I started doing, you know, I, I decided I was going to go out on my own and we started just doing accounting, thinking like, okay, that's an easy entryway into, you know, getting my, you know, my business started and getting my feet underneath me. And very, very quickly, I realized there's this huge disparity, like the business owners that are knowledgeable enough to say, yes, I need a a solid accounting. I need um, a team that's going to provide my financial statements to me every month on time, accurate so that I can make business decisions. They didn't know what to do with it. And so that's where the CFO services, I was like, oh, this is, this is where I really can make a big impact and really serve all of these entrepreneurs and business owners is by helping them take what they're getting in their financial statements and use that as a tool to make decisions to grow and scale their businesses. And so that's, that's where, where we're at now, what we're doing. We have a division in the company that does both. So we have the full accounting uh, division. 
AP, AR, payroll, reconciliations, preparing those financial statements. And then that's where the CFOs take it from there and then work with that entrepreneur directly and help them use that as a tool in their business. Awesome. And so what size of businesses are ideal for you? Like who is an ideal client? Yeah, I would say um, ideally we're helping the businesses that are between a million and about 10 million uh, because to hire a CFO in your business um, at that range of revenue just doesn't make sense to hire somebody in-house. And so the services that we provide are fractional. So you're getting just the bit that you need as you grow. And then once you get to that 10 million or so mark, it might make sense to bring it in-house and, and, you know, or we see a lot of businesses exiting and we help them through that process too, selling it or being acquired or, you know, what, whatever it may look like. Um, and so that's really our sweet spot. And that's really where the business owner has so many crucial decisions to make because anybody that is in a fast growing business knows that it eats up cash like no other. And so you have to be very strategic on how you're spending, where you're spending in order to have keep your sanity, number one, but number two, not run out of cash and have to go and, you know, be pulling lines of credits and other types of, of funding and things like that. So because a lot of small businesses aren't looking to do that type of, you know, they're not looking for investments outside and, and that kind of stuff. So um, those are the ones that we're serving and um, it's, it's just awesome. It's super fun. Yeah. I know. I, I feel your passion on this. So I have a lot, I have lots of questions. I feel like I have the popcorn out more like my Starbucks cup, but I'm ready. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, this show is all about turning your annual income into your monthly income, which I know you've done. And so like, take us like a little bit on your journey. Like, was there a moment when that happened for you? And, and what was that moment? Like both professionally, like, oh my gosh, there's more money than we need to pay the bills. Of course, you knew exactly how many bills you needed to pay, right. And how much profit was left over. And then how did it, how did it impact you personally, like both positively and maybe there was some, maybe it was different, like having suddenly having this amount of money. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a little bit of mind, like it's a little mind blowing when you just, you have your head down, you know, most entrepreneurs are just like working, 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 working. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is actually working. And <laughs> right. Right. You start to see that you're getting traction and you're you're making the results that you're looking for. But what it boils down to is looking at every dollar that comes in your business in revenue has a purpose. And when you're thoughtful about it up front, then it's very easy to manage that growth and turn that monthly revenue into uh, you know, the, your annual revenue into your monthly revenue. So one of the key things I think that sets um, what we do apart from other services similar to ours is that we look at the business in a very holistic way. So we're looking at leading indicators. So if you tell me I want to turn my annual revenue into my monthly revenue, then I'm going to say, okay, let's talk about your sales. Let's talk about your customer acquisition costs. Let's talk about how are you going to um, increase your lead volume at what sales conversion rate to hit that revenue goal. And a lot of um, business owners don't look at it that way. They just go, oh, I'm, I'm throwing marketing dollars out there, but I'm not tracking it as closely as I should be. So as soon as we started putting those pieces in place and saying, okay, you know, um, I want to, over the next quarter, increase my sales by 25%. Okay, how many 
you know, work backwards, how many leads does that mean I need to bring in at what sales conversion rate at what average ticket price, you know, what is it that I'm selling and how much can I, you know, average that out to be so that I know I'm going to increase by 25%. And so that's how you, you systematically go from one revenue level to the next. And then what happens after you get to that revenue level with, you know, allocating the, that money is a whole nother conversation. We'll get into that too. But I think it's really important when you go to a marketing company and you tell them, like, you need these metrics, you need to be able to say, I have $10,000 to spend this month in my marketing and I need 350 leads and those 350 leads better convert. So they better be good quality leads, right? Right. Convert at, you know, here's the, the um, sales conversion rate that I've been experiencing can you do this? Yes or no. And now you have a way to gauge the marketing company. You're checking your ROI, your return on your investment, and you're able to keep your finger on the pulse of what's coming in to be able to convert it to a sale. So much gold in what you just said. And really, you know, let's talk about that for a moment because you and I, we've had this conversation in group settings about like where all of our marketing dollars might be going and, you know, what percentage of revenue should be spent on marketing dollars. But then there's a whole other conversation about just, you know, marketing. I mean, and I know as an experienced business owner, you probably have a lot of opinions on that. I mean, I love what you said about the metrics, but anything else you would say that's important for our CEOs who are listening in terms of knowing, like, cause, cause a lot of it's testing. I think you and I have both spent way more than we ever thought we'd spend on marketing, right? And testing and marketing. And yet I also know for you right now in this moment, like your team is like, okay, we're like, we got to slow things down a little bit. Like you're growing so fast, which is amazing. Any other advice on marketing since we're talking about this? Like, how do you, how do you find a great marketing company? Like how did, how have you drilled down to really make it work for you? Yeah, that's a great question. So we work with, you know, all of our clients have marketing firms. And so the good ones from the not so good ones are the ones that understand metrics and perform to the metrics. So the ones that you can come to them and say, here's my budget, here's what I need. Can you deliver on this? And they go, yes, I can, or no, I can't. But you're having that upfront, honest conversation before you're spending the money before, and they're testing the ads before they throw a bunch of um, ad spend behind something. So they're, they're, they know what uh, the, the outcome looks like. They know what success looks like for mm-hmm. both parties. And so you're going into the relationship with that understanding versus they're, they're just giving you, oh, here's our strategy. And you as the business owner have no idea what success looks like other than I want to make more money. So you have to be really um, dialed in and really upfront and candid with your marketing team and, and, you know, that way everybody wins. Yeah. So good. Let's talk about that. I want to take that one. Percent. I just, I don't know why I just, I think with a lot of people, this has been, I've seen, and you and I probably both seen a lot of marketing dollars being spent that didn't, didn't, we didn't ask the metrics questions or there wasn't the promise of the RI, or I've had the experience of there was the promise of the ROI and it wasn't met. So a lot of times we're asked to sign, you know, 12 month contracts or six month contracts. What would you say? Like, how do you handle that? If, is it like, okay, if it's not working, can we add a clause? Like if this isn't working in 90 days, I want out of this contract. Is that what you would do? Like, how would you handle that, Andrea? 100%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You want to put in the, the milestones and the expectations. So it is unreasonable to say, okay, I'm going to start working with you marketing company today. Mm-hmm. And by next week, I want these results. So you have to, to kind of go, what do you think? So 
you as the business owner, you've laid it all out to the marketing company and then you get their feedback. So what, you know, how long do you think it'll take you to get to this point? Or what do you think the milestones should be and work with them to identify those and build those into the contract so that you, um, you're not spending 12 months testing before you figure something out and it just might not be the right fit of a marketing company for you. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. I know these are things you work on with your clients as well, just really helping them get clarity, not with the marketing, but on the, the metrics and the measuring it and making sure that that they're reading the numbers and understanding what they mean. So um, I'm curious, I want to go back. I, I kind of asked this and I think we we went down a little bit different direction on just up that was the professional side. On the personal side, did anything have to shift for you as your company grew? Like with more money coming in or, you know, um, because I think if someone, if a CEO isn't prepared for where they're going to tell their money to go, right. Not just in their business, but how much they're paying themselves. And then what's their plan for the money. We always talk about this show on the show. We talk about money loves a plan, you know, like where's the money going to go once you pay yourself, any thoughts on that or how you've managed that piece? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple things that I want to touch on in that. Number one, you need to be paying yourself as a business owner, because if you are planning on, you know, growing your company and scaling it at some point, you're not going to be doing all the things right at some point, you're going to be hiring different team members to cover those roles. And you need to train your business to be able to afford those positions at the market rate, because when you bring them in, you might be, if you're underpaying yourself for wearing the, you know, salesperson hat or operations hat, when you actually bring in that position, your business is going to have a little bit of a shock if it's not used to that level of pay for that position. So whether or not you actually are pulling the money out of the business, so say you're not ready to like actually pay market rate for one of those roles that you're, you're currently serving in as the business owner, still put it on the PL as if, so you see that you're running at a loss, even if the cash is different. So good. Yeah. Because when you see that it's at a loss, your brain's going to go, oh, I got to fix that. And you're going to make the necessary shifts and adjustments in the business so that you're not at a loss. And what that's doing is it's training your business and it's fine tuning your business model so that it can afford that. So that you as the business owner can get out of working in the business and spend your time working on the business. Yeah. I think that's another piece of gold and just really like where, how to, um, how to plan for that and how to create that space. So once the money comes through, so we are paying ourselves and it's going well, anything on like, does it, does it matter if I have a plan for my money on a personal level? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, my whole viewpoint of being a business owner is that you're creating an asset and that asset is to give a return on investment and your investment in the beginning is time, you know, toiling to get that business model correct and and be profitable. So absolutely, you want to be that asset should be providing you uh, building your personal wealth as the business owner. And so as you're pulling money out, there's lots of different ways. You can have different retirement accounts. You can have different um, you know, ways that the business is providing that for you as the business owner. And then you as the business owner, your job is now to say, okay, the business of me, <laughs> how am I going to invest? What vehicles am I going to choose that's going to start to create, um, you know, um, different revenue streams, whether it's, you know, you're doing stocks, you're doing property, you're doing whatever it may be, you want to be building your personal wealth 
um, by using the, the business as a vehicle to create that cash flow. Yeah. And what about fun money? Is there any room for that, Andrea? <laughs> what about for the ladies out there, especially who are like, oh, or the gentlemen who are thinking about certain things that they would like to purchase for themselves. And I'm, I'm asking you this because for me personally, that's a big thing that I, I really, you know, I grew up on a farm and, you know, while we ate organic food and there were a lot of beautiful things about it, but a very interesting relationship with money, the idea there was just never enough. And so I've had to like overcome that. And then also I've noticed on my journey, how important it is to have a personal spending plan, like sp- buying something for myself for a long time was like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even like, I still have a, it's a stretch. I'm learning how to do that. Anyone else? Like I'm the best gift giver in the world. If my child needs something, here's my credit card. Right. Um, any advice in that area or anything? Have you had to shift anything? Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's super important to plan to reward yourself as business owners. We can just grind, 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 grind. And you're not enjoying the journey to get to the destination. And that's like, who wants to do that? Mm -hmm. So absolutely, you should be, you know, treating yourself. And as a business owner, this is a whole nother, we could have a whole nother, you know, podcast topic on this, but taking care, like personal self-care as a business owner and the energy that you're putting out to your team, to your clients, to your, you know, family, everything that you've got uh, responsibility for, that if you're not fully, um, you know, uh, charged, if you, you know, are running on fumes, you're not going to do anything well. And your business is going to suffer. Your everything is going to be affected by that. So absolutely. It's important to reward yourself, reward your team. Cause at the end of the day, you know, they're the ones that are really helping you to move, you know, serve your clients and, and meet the needs of, of what you're trying to build. And so it's really important to, you know, take time to um, enjoy where you're at, you know, while you're looking forward, but celebrate the little milestones. I could not agree more. Favorite self-care, just one thing. What's your favorite luxurious self-care? Oh gosh. Um, Actually, it's like a massage or even like physical therapy. It's funny because I play a lot of soccer. So I'm usually something that's bugging me. And so when I go, it's like a place, you know, I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. And I just kind of lay there and let like, just relax. And it's so important. I could say the spa, but I'm always thinking of like, my mind is going for some reason when it's, when it's like fixing something on my body, I just totally tune into it and I, I tune everything else out. So that's my you surrender to that moment. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Okay. So back to money and revenue. So you've had an amazing trajectory in, in business growth before that though, what was your biggest, the biggest myth for you or limiting belief around money and revenue that you had to overcome? Mm, that's a great question. So I would say it, it would be that making money was hard. And I think I had it backwards in my head, especially working in in a corporate environment where you don't see the whole engine. You see a tiny piece of the engine and you're very disconnected. But when you work in a small business or, or you start your own business, you touch every piece of the engine of what your business model is. And so in my head, in my head, I wasn't quite sure like, how all the pieces came together. And it just seemed really hard and complex. And when I got into, you know, 
doing it on my own, I realized that it's actually really easy to make money if you provide value and you serve your clients. And that's all we really focus on. And the money just automatically comes and it's so easy and a smooth process because that's our number one thing. And that's also what sets our firm apart from a lot of different companies is that we're a financial service firm, but customer service is like our number one thing that we care about. Because if we can get a client to come and open up about their situation with their money, we're going to be able to provide such a greater um, value for them and get better results. So we want our clients to be excited to get on our meetings. We want them to be excited to look at their numbers. We want them to love, you know, the process. And so we really infuse a lot of energy and care and attention into making, you know, facilitating that environment so that the clients, you know, it's so funny. We get so many testimonials that they say, oh, I never thought I would love to look at my financial statements. And I never thought I would love to like go, well, where's the data? I can't decide until I see all the data, (laughs) you know? And so it's just, it's an amazing place to be. So for me, I think that was the biggest mind shift that I had to make was to really say, no, if you put the right things in the right order, it just comes easy, you know? Yes. Hmm. So systematizing and also living from a values space, right? Like really from the values of like one of your highest values in your business being customer service and taking care of the customer and the rest takes care of itself. I think that's such an important reminder. So, um, and it doesn't have to be hard when the things are in the right order. I mean, that's what you do with your clients, right? By giving them the data, like all of a sudden they see, oh, there's a formula. Like if I put X amount in, and this is my closing ratio, then my profit pops out. And I think like, if you haven't had financial education, which none of us have, I mean, let's face it, unless you maybe have gotten an MBA, which I didn't, I have my background in psychology, communication, master's degree in psychology, NLP certified. Now I had the luxury of running someone else's business and I learned on the fly. I remember them, like my very generous mentors showing me the, you know, how to read a PL and how to put projections together. And I didn't know at the time how that would serve me and that that's such a big part of what we do with our clients today. But I do hear pushback from a lot of clients in the beginning, like you, I'm sure. It's just like, I hate the numbers. Or I don't like looking at the numbers or the numbers scare me because I don't like what's at the bottom. Right. And so I love what you shared about that, you know, just how you help clients overcome that. And and I'm like leaning in. It's like, I just want to keep learning more about your business because I'm picturing your clients opening their profit and loss statement, being really excited or making a decision based on data, not on emotion, right? Um, Facts, not emotion. So you busted through income ceilings. You help your clients bust through income ceilings when they have the facts in front of them and the numbers. Top two tips for, for how to do that. Yeah. Number one is know your metrics identify all of the different components of each of the, the, we like to say spending buckets in your business. And so Ah. we make it really simple for our clients to conceptualize this. And we say, you've got your cost of goods sold uh, or your cost of revenue. Same thing. If you're a service-based business, that's essentially any direct expense to deliver on a sale. Okay. So that's one bucket. The other bucket is your general and administrative expenses. And the other one is marketing. And then the fourth is profit and profit. A lot of people go, huh, that's an expense bucket. Well, it kind of is. So let me explain that more. But once you identify and you break up your expenses into these big buckets and you have a percentage of revenue. So you say, okay, my cost of goods can't be more than 45% of my revenue. 
Now you have an easy way to gauge, am I successful in that or not? Do I need to uh, raise my prices? Do I need to lower the cost to deliver on how on the sale? You have, a, you know, kind of like your bumpers, right? You know what it needs yeah. to be within. Same thing with GNA um, and then marketing. And so for your profit bucket, that one is where you're dividing that up even further down saying, okay, in my profit bucket, I'm putting money aside to pay taxes on my revenue. I'm um, putting money aside to reinvest back into the business. I'm putting money aside to pay down debt because as we know, debt, when we make a payment on a loan, it does not show up on our P&L. So um, that is there. And then also owner's distribution. So depending on the owner's compensation plan that we've set up for them, they might be taking distributions in addition to salary. So when you have that in, that set aside in that um, structure, then anytime you want to reinvest into the business, so you want to hire forward, you want to offer a new product or service, you're not affecting your operating cash flows by pulling money out where it shouldn't be to create something new. So you're growing in a very um, uh, well thought out method and you're not ever going to come into like the, oh shoot, can I make payroll or oh shoot, I'm running out of money situation. Um, so that's, that's one of them is to use the buckets to create mm-hmm. your budget and your money plan, right? That's all part of planning. And the nice thing is as your revenue grows, you get more money in each bucket and you get to decide, okay, now how am I going to spend this at the next, at the new level of revenue? Um, and the second thing is really just, if you don't have the right team, that's giving you this information and helping you to, um, you know, gain more financial empowerment, seek them out because there's lots of great, um, you know, accountants, bookkeepers out there. And, and one thing I do want to also touch on is something that I find a lot of business owners get confused on is they say, well, I have an accountant or I have a bookkeeper but they're not answering any questions on how I should spend or budget my money. And they're not telling me, you know, I feel like they're not giving me all the information that I need to run and manage my business. And that often happens because that's not the right skill set. So um, can I give you an example that I explain it to our, our clients? Yeah, please. So I tell the business owner, I say, imagine you're driving down the road in your car and you're the business owner, you're driving down the road and sitting in your back seat is your accountant or your bookkeeper and your tax preparer. And they're looking out the rear view window of the car and they're telling you where you went and how much you spent, okay? Sitting in the front seat next to you, the business owner is the CFO. And the CFO is looking out the front windshield telling you, here's what's coming up, here's how to plan and here's how to be profitable. So you need everybody in the car on your financial team but they all have very different points of view and skill sets. And they're going to give you different information. And so that's hopefully will clear up some of the confusion of why these business owners keep asking their tax preparer. For example, their CPA, they're like, hey, how, you know, should I buy this? Should I invest in this? And they're going to say, well, will it save you on taxes? Because that's my viewpoint. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to give you advice on. So yeah, that's such a, you know, and I can feel, I know you work with clients probably at seven figures and, and beyond. What about those business owners who aren't at that level yet, but would love to have that CFO viewpoint sitting next to them in the car. Yeah. I will say that out of all the investments you could make into your business, having a CFO is one that will give you 
it'll pay for itself within no time. So maybe you're not at that revenue level yet, but maybe you got funding from an idle loan or you have money from, you know, your personal investments that you're going to be infusing into the company. Having this insight and this clarity that a CFO would provide will, you know, is by far the best investment you could make in any, you know, skill set in your business if you don't have it. If you're a business owner and you're not a numbers person, hands down, it will change your life. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. A couple more things. And then I know we're almost out of time, Andrea. I I feel like there's so many things we could cover. Um, so (laughs) while you are, I would say super strategic, very grounded, very 3d, I know you're also kind of open to words like energy and frequency. And so I'm curious, you know, I love to ask our guests, do you believe it's possible to stay in a new energy frequency once you get there? Of course you do, right? You, you work with the numbers, but like how, like once you reach the 83, once your clients reach 83,000 a month or double that, like, how do you help them stay in that frequency and then keep growing from there? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Great question. So it's really important to, as a business owner, not try and do everything. It's really important to bring in other people with um, different skill sets and maybe better skill set in certain areas than what you have so that you're not trying to manage and, and keep your arms wrapped around everything as your business is growing. So that's that's one that if you try to do that, um, you're going to just completely it's too much for one person to manage. So you're going to end up like kind of choking out your business and, and your, your energy levels and your cash flow will follow and all the things. So it's important to bring in people to help support you and lift you up so that you can continue as your business grows, you should be growing as an individual and as a leader. And so that's where, you know, spending time working on your energy to be able to serve at that higher level is, is super crucial as your business grows. Yeah. Having that right team around you and that right support so that you can keep that energy. You can be the CEO. Awesome. So final, final, um, final piece of advice for any CEO who really does want to turn their annual income into their monthly income. Track everything. (laughs) (laughs) I know, you know, it's so funny. It's like, I know it's not sexy. I totally get it but it's a game changer. It's if you want freedom, you know, money is money does a lot of things, right? But what money does most importantly is it gives you opportunities. Opportunities to sit in different groups to help make shape decisions that affect future generations or affect you those in your community. It gives you more freedom to spend your precious skill set doing, you know, more things that are are going to have a, a lasting effect. You know, you're, you're working on legacy and, and money is just opens more up, op, more doors for you. It gives you more opportunity to enjoy and engage in that type of, of thing. And, and as you grow through your business and as you figure things out, your confidence level rises and you really, you know, you have so much more to offer. And so it's great to be in a position where you can, you know, serve on a board of a nonprofit or have time to do, you know, whatever lights you up personally. And so I think that, that that's, you know, one of the great things about getting all of these um, pieces of your business in place so that you don't have to spend so much mental 
time figuring things out. Because really, when you get a business model that works and you can run it by metrics, by the numbers, you can plug in different team members and they know what three metrics they're responsible for, or what, you know, the results that everybody is rowing the boat in the same direction yes. because they're super clear on what the outcome is. And without tracking everything, you won't know if you're on, if you're going to hit your goals or you're not going to hit your goals. And so, um, it's, yes. it's fun once you get there, but I know it can be a little painful going from the six figure to the seven figure and real feeling like, gosh, I just don't have enough time in the day to track everything. So it's, you know, it's one of those that once you get to the point where you have a system set up to track everything, your life will be that much easier. Yeah. And even someone who's like on their first six figures probably has a VA helping them who could help track, help them track or know the metrics to track. So hashtag track everything, which is a perfect place for us to start to wrap up. And Andrea, so where, where can we find you? Where do you hang out? And, um, I know you have a special offer, um, a special gift for our listeners. And then also if someone's interested in, I know like you, um, you are ahead in terms of bringing all your clients on and maybe there's even a waiting list right now, but if someone's and someone's listening, like how can they get in touch with you to learn more about how you can help them? Absolutely. So come and check out our website, the cashflowcfo.com. And if you go there, um, you type in the cashflow CFO fast cash framework. We have a special offer for um, your listeners and we'll give you some, some goodies that will help you start to, hashtag track everything <laughs> and, uh, and identify, you know, what numbers you should be looking at and, and find some hidden money in your business so that you can, you know, grow that much faster. That's a perfect gift. Okay. So the website, your website, the cashflowcfo.com, and then the gift, the cashflowcfo.com forward slash fast cash framework. Correct. Okay. Excellent. And we'll have that in the show notes so you can click on it, um, to make it super easy. And what a great gift based on everything we talked about, we can put a bow on it and say, and <laughs> hashtag track, right. You have now have the opportunity to download that by going to Andrea's site, Andrea, I want to thank you for being on the quantum revenue podcast today. You have, you're such, you have so many gifts and so much information to share. And I know you're helping so many business owners really get to that seven figure, eight figure and beyond, um, beyond that. So thank you for all of that you do. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a very enjoyable conversation. I know it's been fun. It went really fast and we even went more than 30 minutes. So for our <laughs> listeners, we appreciate you hanging in there. And I know this was super valuable and probably a show that you'll listen to again. If there's anything we can do for you, please email us at contact at ursulainc.co. My team loves to hear from you. I get your emails as well. And if you have topics that you'd like for us to talk about or questions you'd like me to answer, I'd love for you to send them to us. That's it for this week, everybody. Make this your most epic month yet. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.